Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I have a very special show today. My guest for today is a brilliant singer-songwriter, Stephanie Beck. Stephanie is from Portland, Oregon, but lives in Christchurch, New Zealand, and she recently released her self-driven debut EP. Her latest release has won some awards and was in a national songwriting competition. Pleased to welcome to the show, Stephanie Beck. How are you doing today, Stephanie? Hey guys, I'm doing so good. And it's so exciting to be here on the show today. So thank you for the opportunity, Kevin. It's great to be here. You're very welcome, Stephanie. So let's talk about your debut EP, Blue-Eyed Girl. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about the recording process of the EP. So the process of the EP, I guess it's it's a it's an incredible process for anyone who's ever written their own music and then wanted to take it to the next level. Um, basically, the the process of I guess kind of having your own therapy sessions of deciding first of all what do you want to write about, um, what's important to you, and kind of where are you at in life at the moment. So I'm a very in the moment type of person, type of songwriter. So those songs in my EP are about some highs and lows in my personal life and just wanting to share them with others just to kind of, you know, connect us and build us up. And so basically it started with what did I want to say and picking the songs and Blue Eyed Girl, the name of the EP is actually the first song I ever wrote with, um, guitar and um uh you know melody and all of that jazz and I actually wrote it for <laughs> a rock band that I was in high school um we won't go too much into that but um I felt that that was a perfect theme for my EP because it was uh, you know no mystery here I'm the blue-eyed girl and it's about myself and me coming into my own power my own self and um embracing my highs and lows and just keep and just going for it um so the songwriting process to me is like one of my favorite parts of just nutting it out telling the story and then you take it to the recording studio um and I was very very blessed to find a local recording studio here in um, Christchurch New Zealand actually just on the beach which was amazing to go to that recording studio and um, worked with a producer named Eddie Simon, who's actually from Canada, and of all places, he's here in New Zealand as well. And um, we just really vibed, and um, he really understood what I was trying to, I guess, tell and say in my songs. And I think that's very important in finding a producer that actually understands what you're trying to say musically, so that it can be captured and that those who listen to it can get the feeling so I think it's all about that. You want people to feel what you're singing or talking about in the music. You want them to feel something. So, I mean, just from that to, um, to that, that process was incredible of the record, um, the writing and then the recording, and then of course, releasing it. So everyone can, can check it out, which was a, it was an amazing process. Right on. And your song, I Have a Dream has won awards. Uh, tell us more about that. Yeah, I Have a Dream is such a special song. Um, I, it, so it won a national songwriting competition in New Zealand, and which basically meant I got a full grant to record the song in a 
fancy recording studio up in the North Island, because I'm on the South Island in New Zealand, and um, record a music video and then be mentored by New Zealand artists as well. So we got to collaborate and work together and basically taking my my song to a band level. So it was full band, full instrumentation. And it was really cool because it was like a three-day weekend that we had to record the song, do the music video, and have everything finished and ready to go. Um, so we were like putting in the hard long hours, which was awesome, but it, hey, it was so fun. And every musician, so the bassist came up with his own bass line for it, which was cool. Um, and the guitarist came up with a little guitar lick. And then together, us musicians as a group decided it would be cool. In the song, when you hear it, there's a bit of a part where we break down and we're clapping and we're all singing along, kind of symbolizing unity and working together. That This is all of our dream, you know. And um, it was just a really special project. And um, it was just so much fun. I felt like a complete rock star because it was like one minute we need Stephanie here in the studio to record vocals. Next minute it was like, oh, no, we need out here to shoot the music video. <laughs> so it was just crazy, but it was, oh, it was just incredible. Incredible. You really hope that your songs can be important and that people can see the value in them and then want to, um, and I guess, invest in them. And that was a cool experience with um, I Have a Dream is that um, for that songwriting competition, it was, it just blew them out of the water and they like, yep, this is the one. We'll go with it. So you never know. It's always good to try with opportunities and just take a chance and you never know what might happen. Very true. And can you share with the listeners about your music journey and how you got started? Oh, how I got started. Oh, that's always that's always interesting, isn't it? So for myself, just in a nutshell, I've always loved singing ever since I was like six years old watching the Spice Girls. <laughs> um, they were kind of like my, I guess, introduction into the music world. Don't worry, my music isn't really like that at all, but hey, it's all good. Um, and uh, But I started writing songs at a very early age and I just naturally gravitated to doing it. Like that's how I expressed myself. That's how I expressed my view on the world. And I just naturally did it. And it wasn't until I was a teenager that I realized, oh, I'm actually a songwriter because I was just doing it, writing you know, poems, melodies, and um, it just kept evolving from there. And then when um, I was in high school, I was in a, I formed an all girls rock band. Um, we had a terrible name. Um, <laughs> we were all in graphics class together. So we decided on an alternative name. It was um, called Aesthetic Outbreak. Um, yeah, we thought we were so cool. Um, <laughs> but um, we did a couple New Zealand uh, competitions here, like RockQuest New Zealand. And we had to produce original music to be a part of that competition. And that was kind of the rural start of okay right I love writing songs and the music and everything that goes with it so then from there I just started writing like crazy and then I did some um I did uh some recording projects I um got an opportunity to write two original songs for a independent film actually in the states um, and from there I just kept going from you know the next opportunity to the next opportunity and then you know, um, doing my EP and doing um, that I have a dream songwriting competition. And it just, 
it just kind of each step leads to the next one. And, um, and now basically, I guess where I'm at now, um, after releasing that music, I've just, well, I'll drop it here. I've just written my second EP, just finished. And now I'm just in the process of working on the recording process. So I'm super excited to have some new music coming, hopefully in 2021. And um, I've got some huge live performances happening here in New Zealand because um, we're so blessed that we literally can do live performances. We can have large gatherings. Like we, I don't know if you know much about how COVID's been managed over here, but um, it, it almost feels like we're able to carry on as normal um, and just will accept. Uh, there's a couple things of people coming in and out of the country and wearing face masks on public transportation. But other than that, we're kind of almost living life a little bit like normal, which is hard to believe because it's not like that anywhere else really. So we're very fortunate from that point of view. So trying to make the most of live musical performances as we can <laughs> do it for the rest of us. So yeah, that's just a bit of my musical journey. And um, it's exciting because I've got a lot of cool things on the horizon. So yeah, it'd be cool for people to stay tuned and follow my journey and be a part of my journey. Yes, it's amazing about uh, COVID life in New Zealand. Yeah. Back to normal right now, because in the States, it is so crazy. And Arizona is you know, very hectic still. Are you guys in lockdown or anything like that? I mean, restaurants are open. Some of mm-hmm. them are at like, know 25% capacity some are like 50% 75% uh concerts are slowly kind of getting back wow it's amazing how the world's adapting to the situation um and how as you said it's different in every country um like I have a sister who lives in Europe and um she just said it's it's just chaos there um you know um so it just makes you kind of I guess grateful for what you do have and um, grateful for what you can do. And, and I know that like, it's not going to last forever, but um, I am quite grateful that I'm here in New Zealand during this time, feeling very blessed. And so you're originally from Portland, Oregon, and you live (laughs) in New Zealand. Yeah. Was the (laughs) time change a complete shock for you? um yeah actually it is because in New Zealand we're the end of the time zone around the world so basically we're in the future um so today it's the 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 day ahead of you (laughs) and it's in the morning of the next day so that's always a bit trippy with trying to you know talk with people um, in the states or other places in the world because the time difference is just so out there um and it's crazy that like when you travel from the States to New Zealand, you actually lose a day, like a day just disappears. So like if you left on the first, you'd arrive on the third. It's just really weird. And you're like, where is my day gone? Um, but if you, when you come from New Zealand to the States, you arrive on the same day. So if I left on the first, I would arrive on the first, which is also where it's you like get another whole like you get to relive the day like Groundhog Day. (laughs) It's really weird. It's so weird. But um, yeah, and it is a bit of a transition as well, because New Zealand is an island of, I think it's about 4 million people, might be a little bit more now for both the North and South Island. Um, Comparing to Portland, like in Portland alone, I believe there was about 4 million people. It could be different now. It's been a little while since I've been here. 
but it's just like so it kind of feels like I live in like a country town um <laughs> that is just not as busy but it's like just it's just enough you know it's just got enough of everything it's not too crowded but it's got enough of everything which is really cool that's cool what do you love most about living in New Zealand oh that's a really good question um so there's a lot of things I love about New Zealand. Um, first of all, it's so beautiful here and it looks like um, there's just backdrops behind you everywhere. Cause like, it's just, you can't believe it's real. There's the scenery and um, the healthcare system here is actually pretty awesome um, for, I know this is probably, you know, kind of a side note thing, but like if anyone has an accident, they have a pretty good system that actually helps and looks after you. So not a lot of people have health insurance here. Um, some do. It's go- always wise to you. But yeah. And I mean, university is so affordable and um, attainable here as well. And there's like student loans and allowances that are you know awesome. And just I guess the lifestyle is probably the main thing. Because like kind of going from the States, which I felt when I lived there was like a 24 hour lifestyle to coming here. It kind of felt like I went back in time, meaning is a little bit slower. They didn't have everything here. Um, yeah, it kind of felt like I was taking a step back in time and just like example, most shops close at 6 PM here. Yeah. So if you want to get something, you have to get in there quick. And it's like, but in America, it's like 24 hours. So you can go wherever you want, whenever you want. But here sometimes, like, but here we do have late nights, as you call it. So like <laughs> Thursday and Friday are late nights where the shopping centers stay open till nine. Yeah. So woohoo. But um, so that was just a bit of an adjustment, but it just kind of shows that people are wanting to encourage more time at home with their families a little bit is the kind of the vibe here. Um, at least where I live in Christchurch in the South Island. So yeah, it's just, a, it's just a different lifestyle. It's a slower pace, but it's cool. It's really nice. It's really cool. What do you love most about music? That is such an awesome question. I love the way music makes you feel and how it kind of explains how you feel when you don't even know how to explain it. Um, and I just feel like music is actually one of the most powerful ways of connecting people because um, it can change your mood from happy to sad or, you know, I guess whatever type of music you like to listen to, it does influence you. It does impact you. And I, I just love that about music that I, if I'm like kind of in a Ugh, mood, I can just turn on a happy upbeat song and like, ah, I'm refreshed. I'm back, you know, um, it, music is just so powerful and I think it can actually be used to make a huge difference in people's lives which I gravitate towards as well. Right on and another cool thing about singer-songwriters from Oregon living in New Zealand there's another one who were on her show uh Amy Latino. Yes oh do you do you know of her? Yes, uh, she actually follows me on Instagram and Twitter and messaged me about coming on the show as well. So, and <laughs> Small world, eh? yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, I was just on her um, indie radio show um, about a month or so ago. And um, yeah, she's the coolest chick. And it was so funny because we didn't know that we're both from Oregon until we kind of teed up for um, that radio interview. And um, it's just it's just creepy. There's actually quite a few um, Americans over here and also a lot of Oregonians because apparently Christchurch or New Zealand in general is like the New Zealand, the organs like the New Zealand of the United States because it's similar in like the look, um, very green, lush um, kind of feel. Yeah, so uh, it's it's very interesting. It's such a small world. There's more. I'm, I'm the more like I guess that people are like, oh, you're from Oregon. The more I'm like finding more of them around here in New Zealand. It's like, oh, we're all all jumped over here. It's <laughs> awesome. And yeah, the like you said, there's a lot of Americans that are moving over to New Zealand, um, mm. especially like a lot of musicians too. Uh, yeah. Shaka is another one. Oh, cool. I'll have to look him up. What is the most meaningful song that you have written and why? Hmm. Um, from a song that I've released or yeah. just written in general? Yeah. So released, I would definitely say I Have a Dream is probably one of the most important songs to me that I've written so far. And the reason why is because actually when writing that song, I was um, listening to a Martin Luther King speech, as you do. I just was happening to listen to one. And that's, you know, I have a dream is his big statement. And that just kind of got me thinking of what is my own dream. And uh, with that song, basically I'm stating that all people deserve to be treated equally that everyone deserves to have a chance to have opportunities and I guess reach their full potential and be supported in doing that because I I mean definitely kind of in our world right now there's a lot of you know unrest and um, disease and disunity and it's life is way too short for that and I do truly believe that people treat each other with respect and allowed people to be who they are that our world would look a lot different if we could just accept each other so I guess with that message in the song that really resonates with me because I completely believe that and I know there's a lot of people that do and I think a lot of people you know I think do have a dream of their own that is something similar to that and I guess it's that song I've been able to connect and unite with a lot of people and a lot of fans who resonate with the message and to me I guess that's such a cool thing about music is that you can connect over a song because you feel it you believe it um, it's part of you and and it connects you in such deep ways and I just love writing songs that have a meaning um also like you know fun songs all kinds of stuff but like that song to me really had meaning and that was that's important to me as an artist that's when you write something and you release it it's out there forever like that's your legacy so it's kind of like you know maybe think about what you want to say because it's going to be there forever (laughs) no take backs (laughs) is there anything else you want to add 
Um, I guess something I probably would want to add is um, for anyone who is a pursuing a music career, um, it can be so daunting um, and discouraging because there's so many of us who are so talented and so many of us who turn to music as our, our vice, our hobby, our dream, whatever it might be. And it could get discouraging with um, lack of opportunities, but I can definitely say that if it's something that you love and you've got the right mindset, you can literally put anything into action. You can find the right people, make the right networks and um, go for it and find a way to make it work for you. I think it's such an amazing time to be an independent artist, a self-managed artist, which I am, and I fully run my own career. Um, I book my shows, I organize everything, I write my songs, I find my producer. It's a lot of work, but I love it. And I love that I get to lead my direction and have more creative control. No one's telling me what to do. I get to find what's right for me. And I think that's kind of a cool time in this day and age of music is that artists can have more of a say and we can guide our own paths. So, yeah, I just want to encourage anyone who's, you know, um, may feel discouraged about that or looking for answers like this day and age, you can find you can find anything. And if you have the mindset, you can do anything, which is incredible. Definitely. Is there anything that you want to ask me? Oh, um. So what inspired you to do this podcast? Great question. Yeah. So when I was in college, I was a DJ on the school's local radio station. Mm -hmm. And then I graduated. So I was like, you know, there's so many great artists out there that nobody knows about. Mm. And I was like, you know, I'm going to start a podcast. So started hitting the high note and it's gone so popular getting <laughs> artists from all over the world yeah an interview with uh artists from india oh wow yeah and uh and from italy a singer from sweden the goal of the podcast is for fans to discover their new favorite artists that's amazing kevin like seriously platforms like this is what we need um inspirational innovations what you came up with to support as you said the amazing talent that's in the world that might not necessarily get heard otherwise so that's amazing let's actually you know I started following you on Instagram because I just thought it was so amazing what you were doing and um and I just keep doing it because it does make a difference for us artists as we're being discovered who knows you might help discover so many of us yeah definitely <laughs> Yeah, and it's, and social media is just amazing. Connect with so many other people and so many other artists. And it's like, they're following you and then their friends are following you. And yeah, it's like a big family, big giant family, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah a more widespread family that's all over the world. And I think that's an even cooler thing is that Social media has opened borders in a way that nothing else has, you know? Definitely. And a lot of artists are collaborating with each other through social media. Um, mm -hmm. you know, 
writing songs together via Zoom and all that. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, it is really nice. It's so cool. And it just goes to show there's the limitations are really minimal now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And one of your music influences is Alanis Morissette. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> one of my favorites as well. Yeah, she's just so cool. As a person, um, how she uses her voice and her um, status, I guess, if you will, to um, highlight important things. And this is a song she writes. It's just so awesome. Oh, yeah. they're, they're just so epic um, and alternative. And I just love how she has some unique vocal like breaks in her voice because um, mine has my voice has a little bit of that in it as well um which maybe was inspired by her it just kind of comes out that way <laughs> but yeah no she's she's definitely someone I've always looked up to and always enjoyed listening to her music so I'm glad she's still making music and I'm a bit gutted because she was supposed to actually come to New Zealand um for her tour um in November last year but obviously with COVID and stuff she would have had to quarantine for two weeks and then do her shows and then leave and probably was just too much of a hassle but I was hoping to go and meet her <laughs> or try to anyways but um maybe next time yeah it would be so amazing to meet her she's oh yeah for the most epic influential of female musicians and musicians of yeah. Our time and especially yeah. in the 90s as well definitely she definitely was a pioneer in that time and um you know for individuality and for being not the normal kind of pop figure you know like she was very different and more real mm-hmm. i think she's probably one of our more first kind of real genuine singer songwriters in that definitely. time yeah. yeah and uh her debut album was Jagged Little Pill, which was epic. Yeah. For a debut. I mean, wow. I know, I know. And it's going like, dang. (laughs) Yeah. And that just recently uh, celebrated its 25th anniversary last year. Yeah, and that's actually what her tour was was highlighting, Mm -hmm. that Jagged uh, Little Pill 25th anniversary. So... Maybe they'll do something for the 26th, 27th. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And that would have been an epic uh, tour as well. Um, yeah. Because Liz Fair was on the bill and yes. Garbage was too. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Yep. That would have been such a cool um, lineup. Because I actually didn't know that Liz Fair was still um, you know, in the game. I hadn't heard, from, heard about her in a while, um, but I always really liked her music that came out when I was a younger teenager. <laughs> um, same here <laughs> but that would have been such a cool show yeah that would have been such a cool show so hopefully they do it or even if they did an online one it's not the same but it's better than nothing you know absolutely it's a lot better in person of course yeah because you get that audience interaction mm, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it happens yeah well as you said in the states like um some concerts are starting to come up again so that's good you know, yeah. it'll be really, really interesting to see what world tours are going to look like, you know, in the future, like how that's going to change, um, you know, because um, I, I think 
I don't think things will ever necessarily be the same. Like, you know, even I guess with, you know, airports, maybe they might be more stricter on health um, status um, and testing going in the future. Kind of like how security really picked up after, you know, 9-11. Like, you know, now security is a bigger thing in air travel. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens going forward. But I'm hopeful and optimistic that it will all be good. <laughs> yeah. And I noticed on Instagram, um, celebrating a double birthday. Is oh. it your birthday or... No, well, uh, actually, no, my birthday is coming up, but uh, you had your birthday not too long ago. Did, so yeah. happy birthday to you. You're yeah. amazing on Instagram. I'm such a big foodie. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, I was celebrating my mom's and actually another friend's birthday yesterday. They had a combined birthday party and we went to an escape room, actually, as well. Nice. And, uh, so much fun. Those things just blow my mind. <laughs> there's so much fun and then we went to this like it's kind of like a an epic dessert place here in New Zealand and Christchurch called Strawberry Fair so yeah it was it was fun but you know my birthday's coming up as well this is a good time of year you know to be born to be an Aquarius nice yeah yeah um I have a lot of friends that are Aquariuses (laughs) a lot of friends who are Aquariuses are also Atlanta Sports Set fans, so that's pretty cool. Interesting. I wonder if yeah. there's a connection. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So, oh, so like you know how some people really refine who their fan base are? Like that's taking it to a whole nother level. My fans are Aquariuses. You know, like <laughs> Yeah. You know, oh yeah. What do they look like? What do they do? Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Mm. I never thought of that, but yeah. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh you go deeper in so many levels eh yeah yeah what is your favorite food oh my goodness that is such a tough question um I think I'm gonna have to just group it to a food uh nationality if that's all right um Mexican food uh, is my absolute favorite and I miss it so much um because here in New Zealand, it's not the same. They don't know how to do Mexican food here <laughs> yet, yet. But finally, I'm so excited. They are building a Taco Bell, like literally the first one in the South Island. And it's right down the road from my house. And I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was so funny because uh, like I wasn't even that big of a Taco Bell fan. I lived in the States, but me and my siblings, when we moved here, we all we wanted was Taco Bell. And now we're finally going to get it after all this time. So, you know, if you just are patient and wait for what you want and just, you know, it might come. <laughs> Definitely. So, and yeah. yeah, Taco Bell, it's pretty good, but, you know, it's not the best, but it'll do in a pinch. The only bad thing about Taco Bell right now is they took off the Mexican pizza in the States. Did they? Yeah. Who authorized that? We need to get on I social know, right? media and revolt. <laughs> yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> I know. It's like such an you know staple item of Taco Bell, and they took it off the menu. Nope. Yeah. There's some things you just don't change. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, one of them. <laughs> yeah, Mexican food is my favorite as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 
being from Arizona, there are so many great Mexican restaurants here. So. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've actually never been to Arizona. It's always been a place I've wanted to come and see because my, my grandpa actually lives in, I think, in Tucson. Okay. Um, is that near Tombstone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's Tucson. Yeah, because he's always telling me, oh, you should come and check out Tombstone. It's so cool. And like, I've quite like historical stuff like that. So it always be kind of interesting to check it out. But um, yeah, like, so like, what are like the highlights of Arizona? Like, for example, what I remember about Texas is barbecue, for example. <laughs> it's like, a, you know, food staple. But like, yeah, like, what's like, um, I don't know, if I come to Arizona, what is uh, at least one thing I must do? If I come to Arizona. Hopefully in the future when traveling opens up. Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So like Tucson actually has um like I think it's a 25 mile radius of the best Mexican food in the country. Are you serious? That is enough for me to come to Arizona. I'm not even kidding. I would come there just to eat on the strip of Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. And um there is one restaurant that is the best Mexican restaurant ever, and it's uh, Mi Medito. Okay, I'm writing that down. Yeah, because I'm in Tucson. Yeah, a lot of celebrities actually have um, been there and had meals there. It's the best Mexican food. Top notch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hiking. Cool. Is yeah. I can't really remember, but is there canyons in Arizona? Or there is, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, that would be cool. Ooh, maybe not on a during the summertime though. Maybe no. in a like maybe in fall. Yeah, That's or even summer. right now, um, it's pretty. Oh yeah, nice right. Out. Yeah. That's, that's, that's another thing um, that I just can't get my head wrapped around is in New Zealand, we're on the Southern hemisphere. So right now it's summer for us and it feels so wrong for Christmas to have a barbecue on the beach. <laughs> like that's amazing. Sure it's, like that it's so nice. It is so nice, but it just doesn't feel like Christmas because I'm just so used to it being, you know, cold you have your hot chocolates, you eat yourself into a food coma, and you're, then you take a nap because you're like cold, you know, but like here, it's like so warm. You don't want to eat that much. You want to swim. You want to hang out on the beach. It's just, it's so different. Even like Santa Claus is different here. He's in, they call swimsuits hogs here. So Santa is bearing it all in his swimsuit and, and it, like decorations. And it's just, yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> It's just different. But don't worry, the Santa that kids actually take pictures with is fully clothed. So don't worry about that one. Yeah. In case you're wondering when you come to visit New Zealand with children. <laughs> yeah. Also, another thing to do in Arizona is, especially in the springtime, is spring training baseball. Really? Mm -hmm. Spring training baseball. Oh, I. I haven't played baseball in so long, but um, I actually saw it. it's starting to become a thing here in New Zealand. They play different sports here mostly, but they're starting to bring in some American sports. Um, Cause I actually never went to a baseball game. I only went to softball games. Cause that's why my dad was really into softball in the States. So I don't actually really know, although 
the difference other than the bowl size. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that might just be the only difference. I don't know. But oh. that's cool. Very cool. Awesome. Noted for when I come to visit Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Stream trains. So uh, it's uh, like 15 of the 30 major league baseball teams train mm-hmm. in Arizona during spring train. And you can go to the games, watch batting practices, meet players. That's cool. On yeah. the bucket list for Arizona. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of movies were actually filmed here too. Cool. Any other goals for 2021? Oh, yes, I do have some pretty big goals for 2021. Um, As I mentioned before, um, I've just finished writing my um, second EP, which I'm super excited about. And I'm just now um, meeting with um, potential producers and organizing that. So my goal is to release some new music for 2021. And also I have a really cool, I can't talk too much about it yet because it's still in the works, but a really cool um, collaboration um, potential that I'm working on at the moment as well with another very well-known artist in New Zealand. Um, I can't say too much more about it as of yet, but if you uh, follow along on social media, you'll be able to be kept in the loop. Right on. Yeah. So 2021 is shaping up to be a very exciting year for my music career. So very excited. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to follow along with your (laughs) big music career and all the neat stuff that is in the works. Yeah. Well, you're a part of my journey now, Kevin. So we're on this together. (laughs) And for all the listeners, we're all in this together now. So you're part of my journey now. And thanks for tagging along. How can more listeners find out about your music? Yep, yep. So there's a few places you can find me. My, If you check me out on Spotify, you can hear all of my latest original music and upcoming new music. I've got a YouTube channel, which I'm just about to release a lot of very cool content on. And then I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So as I said, I drop a bunch of different announcements on all my different social media platforms. So it's really cool to, to check them all out so you can be kept in the full loop of everything. And um, my name is Stephanie Beck. It's S-T-E-F-F-A-N-Y. And you'll be able to find me. Not many people spell it that way. <laughs> so, and yes, listeners, be sure to follow Stephanie Beck on social media and Please follow Hitting the High Note on social media as well, on Instagram, yes. Facebook, and Twitter, and also Spotify, too. <laughs> All of the above. Yep. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining me today. Thank you so much, Kevin. This has been so fun and such a cool opportunity. And as I said, I absolutely love what you're doing with this podcast. So just keep it up. Keep up the good work and keep supporting us amazing artists that are out in the world. So thank you for this opportunity and thanks for all the listeners for tuning in. And it's been so exciting to share my time with you and to get to know each other. (laughs) You're welcome, Stephanie, and best of luck on your music journey. Thank you so much again. Awesome. Thanks, Kevin. It's been a real treat. Thank you, Stephanie. We'll be back with music by Stephanie Beck. Hey, this is Stephanie Beck, and you're listening to Hitting the High Note. Welcome back to Hitting the High Note. First song I'm going to play 
from Stephanie is I have a dream.
That was Good Times by Steffi Beck. The next and final song I'm going to play for you is Destined to You by Steffi Beck and Eddie Simon. Destined to 
Stephanie Beck. I'm Kevin Cusack. Thank you all for listening to Hitting the High Note.